Uh, tonight, the title of our message is Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread. And as you all know, we've been on a series on the Lord's Prayer. Tonight, we finally get to the us portion of the prayer, the part where we uh, bring our request before the Lord and trust Him for our care. Amen? It's the portion of prayer where He invites us to cast our cares on Him because He cares for us. And how many of you are glad we have a Father in Heaven that cares for us? He cares about our needs. He cares about our hurts. He cares about our pain. He cares about our life. And I'm just thankful that we have a God that cares for us. We have a Father that encourages us to come unto Him. We have a Father that encourages us to ask of Him. Amen? And this is the confidence we have in approaching God, the Word says, that when we ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us. And if He hears us, we shall have the things we ask of Him. That's one of the words you're going to hear tonight. You're going to hear the word ask quite a bit uh, because it is part of our prayer life, and that's what this portion of the prayer does. It's the asking part. The Bible says this is the confidence we have in approaching God, meaning this is the confidence we should have in our prayer life, that if we ask according to His will, He hears us, and if He hears us, we know we have the things we ask of Him. And see, this has to be part of our prayer life. That knowing has to be part of our prayer life if we want to have an effective prayer life. We've got to know our Father hears us, and we've got to know our Father is willing to to give us what we need. So before we go any further into the Word tonight, let's just go to the Lord one more time in prayer. Amen? How many of you know we can't pray too much? I know we've been in this series for, it's been six weeks now, and I'm not going to take a lot of time to recap, but I simply want to point out and remind us of the foundation that we've laid so far uh, so that we can have a better understanding of exactly what Jesus was praying or saying when he said, give us today our daily bread. For us to better understand this portion of the prayer, we have to remember that Jesus opened the prayer by reminding us that we were praying to our Father which is in heaven. Amen? He was reminding us that these words are not being prayed to a man whose resources are restricted. And we're not praying this prayer to a man whose whose power or whose ability or whose resources are limited. This prayer is not being prayed to an earthly father who may not be able to help us in our time of need, may not be able to pick up the phone, may not be able to come running to our aid, might not be able to help us at that moment when we need it, church. This prayer was being prayed to our Father who is in heaven. This prayer was being prayed to our Father who sits on a throne. This prayer was being prayed to to our Father who never slumbers and never sleeps and is able to meet all of our needs according to His riches in glory. This prayer was being prayed to our Father whose arm is not too short that it cannot reach down to us in our time of need and minister to our need. That's who this prayer is being prayed to. In this portion of the prayer, we need to understand that when we pray this prayer like Jesus did or this portion like Jesus did, we have to remember that he was praying to Jehovah Jireh, our provider. The one, like I said, who's able to meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory. How many of you know that the kingdom of God is never short on supply? 
The kingdom of God is never short on power. The kingdom of God is never short on resources. The kingdom of God is never short on favor. Whatever we need, we, we pray according to His riches in glory. Because His riches uh, certainly outshine our needs. Amen? And so what Jesus is teaching us, it doesn't matter how desperate your need might be, how big your need might look, He's able to meet that need, not according to man's supply, not according to earth's limited supply. He's able to meet your needs according to His riches in glory. Our Father which art in heaven. That's who Jesus was praying to. He was praying to El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, the one who is more than enough. How many of you are thankful you have a God that's more than enough? Amen? That you ask Him for something, He is able to provide exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can ask Him for. This is who Jesus was praying to. And we need to understand that and remember that when we go to prayer as well. We have to remember that we are asking our faithful and holy Father, which is in heaven, church, and that He withholds no good thing from those who ask. Again, it's the word ask. He withholds no good thing from those who ask. You see, here's one of the parts, one of the things that we need to understand in prayer is that sometimes God withholds because it's not a good thing. Sometimes God withholds, as good as it might look to you, sometimes God says no because it's not a good time or it's not a good season or it's not a good thing. It might seem like what we need in our own eyes and in our own understanding, but we have to be confident in the fact that when we go to God in prayer that He withholds no good thing from those who ask. If it's good, God will give it to you. If it fits His plan, He'll give it to you. If it's in season, He'll give it to you. If it's according to His will, He'll give it to you because it's a good thing. That's how good our Father is. Amen? He withholds no good thing. So we have to remember that when we go to prayer, church. That we have to understand that He withholds no good thing and it gives confidence to our prayer. Because when we truly understand that, when we understand that He's our Father who is in heaven, and we understand, like we've learned, that we, are his in, that we are His children and that He invites us to ask, then we can unashamedly ask Him to give us our bread. That's what Jesus was doing. Give us this day our daily bread. And when we understand who He is and we understand His rightful place and, and who we are as well, then we can unashamedly ask for Him to give us our bread. I remember when I was a kid growing up with three sisters. Three sisters is enough to grow up with. But I, I can remember when I was growing up with three sisters that I would often ask my younger sister, not my youngest sister, but my younger sister to ask our parents for something that I wanted. Or ask our parents for something that, that we might have wanted because I always felt like my sister, younger sister, had a better shot at getting what I wanted or a better shot at getting what we needed or what we wanted or the thing that we wanted to do. And so here's what would typically happen. And, and I'm thinking some of you might have done the same thing as you were growing up and that I'm not the only one. But what, what 
typically happened, uh, what she would do is she would go to them while I was hiding around the corner just in earshot to hear her and to hear them. And she would blow my whole plan because she would go up to them and they would say, Mom or Dad, Jeff wanted me to ask you if we could go here or go there or have this or have this or do this or do that. And you know what the response was, because you're a parent as well, and I do the same thing. The response that I would hear from around the corner was that if Jeff wants something from me, tell him to come and ask himself. If Jeff wants something from me, tell him to come and ask himself. Not that they were mad that I didn't ask, and not that they were upset that I came to ask, but what they wanted to do is they wanted to teach me to come and ask myself. They wanted to teach me to have the courage and the boldness to come and ask for what I wanted all by myself and not have to lean on someone else or trust on someone else. They wanted me to have the courage to ask myself. They wanted me to have the boldness to ask myself. They wanted me to trust them enough to come and ask for myself, church. And the sad reality is when I thought about that, that's exactly how we are as Christians sometimes. We want someone else to go ask because we think they have a better shot at getting the Father's ear than we do. We think that they have a better shot, the pastor has a better shot of getting what I want, or, or God hearing them, or the staff has a better shot of hearing or receiving what they want. But what Jesus is teaching here is that every one of us, church, have the same shot at getting what God has for us. And all we have to do is ask. All we have to do is ask. That's not to say, and I'll get to it later, it's not to say we can't ask the pastor or someone else to pray or agree with us, but but, but our Father is trying to teach us, like my father and my mother was trying to teach us, is to have the boldness and the courage to come ask himself. You see, what he wants us to understand is that he's going to respond to my prayer the same as he responds to your prayer. He's going to respond to your prayer and your request the same as he's going to respond to mine. And so the the sad reality is, is far too often we have a misunderstanding of who God is and who we are. So it's why we're afraid to ask. But God wants us to ask. He wants us to have the courage to ask him himself. He wants us to have the faith to ask Him Himself. He wants us to trust Him enough that we would ask Him Himself. Amen? He wants us to put aside our pride, or He wants us to put aside our fear, or He wants us to put aside our trepidation, or our worries, or or our false concepts, church, or maybe our ego, whatever it is that might be standing in the way. He wants us to put it aside, and He wants us, He wants us to ask Him for what we need. As a matter of fact, James 4.2 tells us that we have not because we what? Because we ask not. Amen? And you see, the sad reality is the house of God and the family of God is filled with individuals that don't have what they need simply because they're not asking. They don't have what they need because they're hiding around the corner with a misunderstanding of who their Father in Heaven is. They're standing around the corner wanting the pastor to ask and wanting the staff to ask and wanting their spouse to ask or wanting mommy or daddy to ask or wanting someone who they think is super spiritual to ask. And we sit around the corner listening to their prayer instead of having the boldness to go ask ourselves. 
But this is what God wants. He wants us to come out of the shadows. And he wants us to come out of the, 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 the scaredy cat place where we would go. And, hide. and he wants us to what? Boldly come into his throne room of grace so that we can ask him for help in our time of need. That, that, that request or, or that uh, permission has been given to every single one of us who is called on the name of the Lord to be saved. I don't care if you've been saved for one day, one week, or ten years. You have the right to come before the Father and ask Him to meet your need. And so what He's encouraging us here is to come out from around the corner like I did as a kid and have the courage to ask myself. It's liberating, church. Do it one time and watch the Father respond accordingly. This is what he's asking us to do, and this is what Jesus is teaching us. Here in Matthew chapter 6, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus was teaching us that it's okay to ask the Father to give. It's okay to ask the Father to give. It's okay to ask the Father that He give you something, church, because He's the one that gives liberally, the Word of God says, to those who ask. The Bible tells me that he gives liberally, not begrudgingly. Oh, let me see what I can scrounge up. That's not our Father, which is in heaven. The Bible tells me that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he's come that we might have life and what? Have it more abundantly. God's a big giver, church. And the more we understand who he is and the more we understand who we are, it's like I I taught a few weeks ago, we begin to pray bigger. And we begin to ask bigger. And this is what Jesus is teaching us here, is that he gives liberally to those who ask. Please understand, Jesus didn't pray, Our Father which art in heaven, please lend me some bread today. He didn't say, Our Father which is in heaven, please please sell me some bread today or barter with me for some bread today. And he certainly didn't say, Our Father which is in heaven, I beg of you for some bread today because the righteous don't have to beg for bread. The righteous don't have to beg for bread. You see, paupers beg and beggars beg. But the sons of the living God don't have to beg. The heirs, the joint heirs with Jesus Christ, they don't have to beg of their father to give them bread or to give them their daily need. And Jesus is teaching us here. Remember, he is our father. No longer separated from him. No longer us and him. We are together now. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And when we understand that, that's why, all, that's why Jesus prayed all that stuff first. So that when you get to this portion of prayer, you understand that I have the right to ask my Father to give. I know it sounds odd, and I'm going to explain that a little bit better as we go. I know it sounds selfish, but please understand, Jesus and God are teaching us to ask the Father to give. We are the children of God, and we don't have to beg for bread. We don't have to beg for His blessings. We don't have to beg for His favor. We don't have to beg for His healing. We don't have to beg for His power or His anointing. We don't have to beg as His children. Oh, God, please, please, please. We are His offspring, church. And when we go into that prayer closet and we enter in, we need to approach Him as our Father and understand that we are His children who should not have to hide behind a wall trying to get someone else to ask. 
Remember, David said, I was young and now I am old. But in all of my years, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed have to what? Beg for bread. I don't have to beg my father. You don't have to beg your father. All you got to do is have faith in your father and belief in your father and trust in your father. And you can ask him anything the word of God says and be confident that you will receive it. When we understand that, it changes our prayer life. We got to stop being little meanie mouses when we go into our prayer closet. We got to cry out to God with confidence. We got to call out to God as our Father with the understanding that I'm about to move heaven with these prayers. And that He will hear me. And if He hears me, I will receive what I've asked for. The devil will try to convince you, you you're, not, you you're not worthy to ask. You don't have a right to ask. You've blown it and you've messed up and you can't go ask. Listen, all you got to do, if that's the case and you've messed up and you've blown it and you've done something that you think grieves God, you go into that closet, you get on the, your knees and you say, God, I messed up today. I sinned today. I grieved you today. Forgive me today. Cleanse me today. And now that that's done, I'm going to ask you for something. We have the right to do that, church. Not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. Amen? Jesus has made a way for us to ask the Father to give. Jesus said, look at it. When you pray to your Father who is in heaven, pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. And the word give Jesus used literally meant to transfer possession of. It literally meant to transfer ownership of. So what Jesus is teaching us when, when, when we pray, he's teaching us that when we pray, when we pray for God to give us our bread, when we pray to God, uh, to, God to give us our daily need or our daily sustenance, we're actually asking him to transfer possession from him to us. When you go into the, the prayer closet and you pray this portion of prayer, give us this day our daily bread, you're asking for God to make a transfer. You're asking him to transfer possession from himself to you and possession from himself to me. You're asking him to make a transfer from his supply to our need, from his cupboard to our, to our need, from our lack, I mean from his abundance to our lack. That's what we're asking him when we go to prayer. We're asking him to make a transfer from what he owns to us. I know that might sound odd, but we do it with our kids. When your kids are off to college and they have a need, well, at least most do. You know, maybe some don't. Maybe some will, you know, you need it, you go get it. And maybe some can't afford it, okay? And that goes back to my other area of prayer, that sometimes our earthly fathers, no matter how much they want to, can't. And so we have, an, we have a heavenly father that we can call on. But I know a lot of parents who, who they've set up plans with their kids, and they need something, they need book, they need need, okay, not luxuries. They have a need for a book. They have a need for meal. The parent goes to the bank and they transfer money to their account. We're doing the same exact thing for God. The kid knows or the student knows, I'm asking my parent to transfer something from their abundance to my need, from their abundance to my lack. 
And we're doing the same exact thing with our Father which is in heaven. When we find ourselves in a need, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're asking God to make a transfer. And I'm glad we serve a Father. I'm glad I serve a Father that gives according to my need. And He gives even beyond my need. Because I know a lot of parents, if all the kid asks for is what I need, they send them an extra little blessing. Amen? Because they haven't asked in excess. You want a good blessing from God? Ask according to your need, and He'll bless you way beyond it. You see, the trouble we get into, we go, we go asking God for excess. We go asking God for way more than we need. And then we expect the way more. And I'm not saying that we can't expect God to do beyond what we ask Him. But what I'm telling you is, according to this, this is the need that he's preaching for here, or talking about here. And we need to learn to pray according to our need. But what we have to understand is that he encourages us to ask him to make a transfer. We're asking him to transfer what he owns to you and to me. To transfer something from heaven to earth. That's what we're asking him, church. Give us this day our daily bread. And what we have to understand if our prayer life is going to be effective, church, is that because of Jesus Christ, we have the right to ask our Father to give. And the main reason, like I said, that we fail to ask is because we have the wrong concept of who God is. We have the wrong understanding of who God is. We have the wrong idea of who God is. Maybe we've even received the wrong teaching of who God is, and we think he's some big ogre up in the sky that we have to beg, 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 beg. And like so many other religions, that he's a far-off God and not a loving God, and you've got to whip your back and beat yourself and cut yourself and do all kinds of weird things in order to get from that God. That's not the God we serve. We serve a God who takes pleasure in giving to his children, and all we've got to do is ask. Believing, the Bible says. He takes pleasure in blessing us, church. This is part of what Jesus is trying to teach us, is that we, we have the right to ask Him, and sometimes the reason that we don't is we have the wrong concept of who He is. And sadly, a lot of times we have the wrong concept of who we are as well. We think we're not worthy. We think we're not acceptable we think because we believe the lie that we're not his son that we're not his daughter that we don't have the right we have the wrong false concept of who we are and here's all i'm trying to teach you and what jesus is trying to teach you in this prayer is that when you go to prayer you have to be confident in the fact that he is our father which is in heaven and you are his child and that you should be confident in approaching your Father, which is in heaven, and asking Him to meet your need. Amen? We also have to realize that this is a prayer of belief. Believing God has what we're asking for. You see, the reality is, unless you believe God has what you're asking for, you might not ask. Unless you believe He has what you're asking for... You, you, you might not go ask him to make a transfer, but this portion of prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is a prayer of belief that God has what I need. You're saying, when you say, give us this day our daily bread, you're saying, God, I believe that you are in possession of my bread, 
so I'm asking you for it. You're saying, God, I believe you're in possession of healing, so I'm going to ask you for healing. I believe you're in possession of uh, favor, so I'm going to ask you for favor. I believe you're in possession of peace, so I'm going to ask for peace. You see, when you go to ask God in prayer, you need to believe he has what you're asking for. You need to believe he has healing in his hand before you ask him for healing. You need to believe he has bread in his hand before you ask him for bread. You need to believe he has provision in his hand before you ask him for provision. Because if you don't believe it, you won't receive it. The Word of God tells me that if you pray believing, you shall have or receive anything you ask for. So if you don't believe he has it, don't ask for it. But if you can start to believe that he has everything I need, when you start to believe that he can meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory, when you begin to believe that he is not only the healer but has my healing, that he's not only the provider but has my provision, that he's not only my peace but has that peace, then you pray differently. And he has it for you. And he has it for me. You might believe he's the healer, but you got to believe he has your healing. You can believe he's the provider, but you have to believe he has your provision. That he has your need in his hand, and he wants to transfer it to you. This is what this portion of prayer is teaching us. Give us this day our daily bread. You're asking God to transfer what you believe he has into your life. Some of you need a transfer into your marriage. Some of you need a transfer into your mind. Some of you need a transfer into your emotion or into your body or into your son or into your daughter or into your household or into your business or into your ministry. Some of you need a divine transfer from God. And you have to start believing that it's okay to ask Him to make that transfer. Not based on who you are, not based on what you've done, but based on the work of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. Now, if you're out there living in purposeful sin, don't ask. But if you are confident in the fact that you're right with God, not perfect, none of us are perfect. There's only one that is perfect. And that's Jesus. So that's why we go to God in Jesus' name, amen, because he's the perfect one. He's the one that's made the way. He's the one that rent the veil in two. He's the one that gave us access. So we're going to God in, through the work of Jesus Christ as joint heirs with Jesus Christ, understanding that what is his is mine, so I have the right to ask for it. I'm not preaching name it and claim it here. I'm not preaching some prosperity movement, go ask for a Cadillac or go ask for some other uh, earthly thing. But I am preaching and I am teaching that if you have need for something, pray for it and believe and he will give it to you. If you need a car, pray for a car. If you need a house, pray for a house. If you need a healing, pray for your healing and believe he wants to make that transfer into your life. The cupboards of heaven are not ever bear church so again we can't ask beyond what god's able to do for us amen do you understand what i'm teaching here this is a prayer of belief 
believing that God has what I'm asking for. If you believe, Matthew 21, 22, Jesus said, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And like I said, I know that sounds like a spoiled, rotten brat. Maybe, gimme, gimme, gimme. Might sound like some prosperity guy. Gimme, gimme, give me. But what we have to understand, what we have to understand is everything we've prayed up to this point. What we have to understand is that up to this point, or at this point in our prayer, we've already humbled ourselves, church. At this point in the prayer, our kingdom has already crumbled. Our will has already been undone because we have already prayed, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We've put him in his rightful place. And then we've said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our will has already crumbled. Our kingdom has already crumbled. And right now, at this moment in prayer, it's all about our Father which is in heaven. It's all about who he is with the understanding of who we are. So when you get to that place, you can't pray out of his will. You can't pray for what you, he don't want to give you. You will pray properly if you've, if you've conducted your prayer. And you've, and you've positioned your heart, I can say, properly before the Father. We have to understand that at this point in the prayer, we have already transferred ownership of ourselves to God. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. We've surrendered. We've transferred ownership to God at this point in our prayer. And now we are asking Him, by faith, believing, to transfer His blessings into our life. His favor into our life. You can't pray this portion of the prayer unless your kingdom is crumbled. You can't pray this portion of prayer unless your will's been undone. You can't pray this portion of prayer unless He is holy and honored in your sight and in your life. You can't pray this prayer properly unless you understand the work of Christ in the very first opening comment that He is our Father. We're knit together. You can't pray this prayer powerfully without doing all of that other stuff first. But once you do pray this prayer, once you do pray all those other things, you are in a rightful place. To say, God, give us or give me this day our daily bread. We're just asking him to transfer his blessings, transfer his favor, transfer his provisions. We're asking God to meet our needs, like I said, according to his riches in glory. Again, what we have to remember is that we are asking as joint heirs of Jesus Christ, not as strangers. We're not asking as beggars. We're not asking as paupers. We are asking as offspring of the king who should not be ashamed or afraid to ask our father to give. We should not be ashamed or afraid of asking because we are his offspring who don't have to hide around the corner, like I said, afraid of what he might say when I ask. What was it Jesus said in Luke 12:32? He said, "Fear not, my children, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom." Fear not, for it's the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom, not just give you bread, not just give you clothing, not just give you food, not just give you the little things of this earth, but he's, he's he takes good pleasure in giving us the kingdom, church. 
It's the Father's good pleasure to transfer what He has to you and to me. It's the Father's good pleasure to transfer what He has in His hand into our hand. And you know what He has in His hand? The kingdom of God. What He has is everything we need. What He has is healing. What He has is power. What He has is peace. What He has is is joy. What He has is forgiveness. What He has is is soundness of whatever it is you have need of. Guess what? He has it in His hand. He has it. He owns it. This world doesn't own it. The devil doesn't own it. Remember what it was Jesus said? He said, My peace I give to you. Not as the world give to you, I give to you. I'm going to give you a peace that the world can't give and a peace the world can't take away. He has it, he owns it, and he's giving it to you and me. All we got to do is ask. So I hope every morning we understand that we have the right to ask God to give us what we need. He's already in, our right, in, in his rightful place, and when he is, we, we have the right to ask him to give us what we need. Amen? Remember, the Word of God tells us in in James chapter 1, verse 5, that our Father gives without reproach. First says He gives generously. Then He says He gives without reproach. That means that He is a Father who gives without disappointment or disapproval. That's what reproach means. Without disappointment and without disapproval. What that means is that He's not disappointed when we ask Him to give. The reality is he's disappointed when we don't ask him to give. Because that's saying, I don't trust you. It's saying, I don't believe in you. It's saying, I don't have confidence in you. But what God says is he's a father. The Word of God says he's a father that gives without reproach, church. And so we should not believe that he is disappointed when we ask him to give. And he doesn't disapprove of us asking him to give. Remember, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten son, church. And if he's willing to give us his son, Paul said in Romans 8.32, if he's willing to give us his son, again the word give, give. If he's willing to give us his son, how much more will he give to us all that we need when we ask him in prayer? If he gave you Jesus Christ, why wouldn't he give you bread? If he gave you Jesus Christ, why wouldn't he give you healing? If he gave you Jesus Christ, why wouldn't he give you peace? If he gave you Jesus Christ, why wouldn't he give you joy? Let me tell you this way. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you peace. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you joy. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you healing. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you forgiveness. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you faith. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you his abundance. He gave you everything that he had because everything that he had was wrapped up in Jesus Christ. That's what it means. If he gave you his son, how much more will he give you these puny little things that we worry about every single day? How much more will he give you a house? How much more will he give you a car? How much more will he give you a job? How much more will he give you peace and joy? How much more will he give you the income that you need? He gave you his only begotten son. Amen. And if he gives us that, 
how much more will He give us what we have need of when we ask Him for it in prayer? That's not my words. That's God's words. And you know what that tells me? Come and ask. It's telling me, come and ask. I don't know why it is so often we just got this fear of asking. We got this fear of, oh, we're going to upset God, disappoint God because we asked. He gets disappointed and grieved when you don't ask. When you don't come to Him believing that He has what you need. He's disappointed, church. He's got this supply in heaven, and guess what? He wants you to have it. He wants that supply to meet your need. That's part of that original portion of prayer that we said, Thy kingdom come. Guess what? God wants His kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. He wants His heavenly supply to meet your earthly need. And anything from heaven is more than what you need on earth. This is what He's trying to teach us, church. This is what the prayer is all about. It's all about the transfer of God's possessions and God's kingdom into our life. That's what that portion of prayer is. When we ask for bread from our Heavenly Father, we should never have to worry about if He's willing to meet that need or if He's able to meet that need. Amen? Real quick as I begin to close this out because we're coming to an end. I knew I'd never get all this in. That's the problem with this Lord's Prayer. You can take one line, and the reality is in this part, this give us today our daily bread, every single one of those words is a sermon all by itself. The give is a word. Give us. Give us. And what that tells us, church, is that our prayers must always include others. Our prayers always have to reach beyond ourselves. Give us, Jesus said. He didn't say just give me. He said give us. And of course, I'm included in us so I can pray for me. But what Jesus is teaching us is that when we go to the Lord in prayer, remember your brother and sister. When you go to the Lord in prayer, remember those others that might have a need. You see, the reality is when we go to prayer, we've got to lift up our earthly family and our spiritual family. When you go to prayer, you can't just pray for you. You've got to pray for your spouse, and you've got to pray for your kids. You've got to pray for your parents, and you've got to pray for your friends, and you've got to pray for the pastor, and you've got to pray for the staff. You have to pray for other individuals because Jesus did. He said, give us this day our daily bread. Give us. We've got to remember those that are around us. When Pastor Darrell comes up here on a Wednesday and he says, how many of you got a need? Lift up your hand. Almost everybody in this house lifts up your hand. And we have to remember our brothers and sisters in prayer. Not just my need, but the needs of all of those around us. Give us, reminds us that we need to lift up our brothers and sisters and our spiritual family. Amen. Give us. Give us this day our daily bread church. Give us. It reminds us, church, that sometimes others need someone to agree with them. Sometimes others need someone to pray for them. Because sometimes that other person is afraid to come. Sometimes that person doesn't quite understand God yet or know God yet or realize who they are in Christ yet. And sometimes they need someone to agree with them. Sometimes they need someone to reach out to heaven with them and for them, church. Sometimes they need someone to help them touch what they have need of in prayer. I don't want to get off track or take a lot of time here, but sometimes we can't touch heaven all by ourselves. 
Sometimes we need someone to touch the throne room of God with us. Sometimes we need someone to reach out with us. And that's what this portion of prayer gives us. It reminds us that sometimes we have to pray with and for others. Again, I say unto you, Jesus said, If any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, It shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I shall be in the midst of them. Sometimes your brother needs you to bring God into their life. Sometimes someone else needs you to help them touch what they cannot touch on their own. What they cannot see on their own. And this is what Jesus is teaching us. Give us. It means that we need to join together in prayer. Because if two of us shall agree on touching anything, we shall have the things that we ask for. We shall have the things that we ask for, church. Sometimes it takes two in order to touch the things of God. Sometimes it takes two to touch the things of heaven. Sometimes it takes two to, in order to see the unseen. In order for the, the invisible to become visible. In order for the untouchable to become touchable. You understand what I'm saying? The things that are in heaven that God has are invisible at this moment. They're unseen at this moment. They're untouchable at this moment, but you can touch them through prayer. But sometimes you need someone else to agree with you. So that thing you want to touch, that thing you want to see, that thing you need to become visible in your life can become visible when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. That's a challenge that we always have to be willing to answer, church. I got to cut this off. If we got someone that can come to the music, have them pray. Give us today our daily bread. Today. It's another word all by itself. Today. And what that reminds us, it reminds us of our need to rely on our Heavenly Father every single day. It reminds us that every day I need His favor. Every day I need His mercy. Every day, I need His grace. Every, to- every day, I need His strength. Every day, I need His forgiveness. Every day, I need something from my Father. Every day, I need His provisions. Every day, I need His joy. Every day, I need hope. Every day, I need His peace. Every day, I need to trust Him and put my hope in Him. Every day I need to rely on Him, and every day I need to call on Him. David said, O Lord, in the morning shall I direct my prayers unto you and look up. David understood he needed his Father every single day. Jesus used this word, give us this day, today, our daily bread, because He was reminding us that we need our Father every single day. We'd be foolish to not call on God every single day, and yet we do it. We run out into this world. We run out into this evil. We run out into this darkness. We send our kids into the hellhole of the public school system. You understand what I'm saying? And we need Him every single day. If we think we can make it through a day without Him, the Bible calls us a fool. 
I would be foolish to think I can get through this day without Him. We need Him every single day. Give us today. You see, the reality is every single day I need a divine transfer into my life. Every day I need Him to transfer something into my mind. Every day I need Him to transfer something into my marriage. Every day I need Him to transfer something into my kids and my grandkids. Every day I ask Him to transfer something into my father who lives in Tennessee. Every day I ask Him to transfer power and anointing into our pastor. We need to ask God every day for a divine transfer into our lives and into the lives of those around us. Every day. Every day. Close with this. Lastly, when we pray for our daily bread, we have to remember that Jesus is our daily bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. What was it he told the devil when the devil tried to tempt him to turn the stones into bread? He said, man shall not live by bread alone, by earthly sustenance alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How many of you know that Jesus was the word? Jesus was every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. He was the word of God incarnate. He is the bread of life. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, please understand on on an earthly level, yes, we pray for our earthly provisions, but above everything else, we must pray for our heavenly, divine, spiritual bread, which is Jesus Christ. Every day, we have to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give me this day my daily bread. Give me what I need on earth. Give me what I need to fill my body, to give my body strength and my mind strength and my emotion strength. But every, but above all of that, God, give me what my soul needs. And how many of you know what our soul needs is Jesus? Amen? Every single day. How many of you are willing to pray, give us this day our daily bread? If that's you, stand to your feet, because here's how I close.